my friends. This is Dennis Gebhardt, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Guru In Your Ear. You know, I'm very excited today because I have one of my heroes with me. Um, he was a gentleman who inspired me when I was a younger hairdresser. He helped me realize my potential. He affected many people in our industry and many companies. He is regarded as uh, one of the great storytellers. He has uh, great experience in human communication and in you know unleashing that ability that we all have to be as successful as we choose to be. And so I'm really happy to have him here. His name is Douglas A. Cox. I call him Doug Cox. His mom calls him Little Dougie Cox. <laughs> so, Doug, welcome to our uh, broadcast. Well, thank you, my brother. It's my honor to be here. And you folks that tune in to these wonderful broadcasts that he produces, you are some very lucky professionals. This is one fine man. Well, thank you very much for that. The reason I wanted uh, to have you on, and I truly appreciate you taking time out to spend with us today, is because as we're moving into 2023, this is the first month of that our new year. Uh, there's lots of people out there giving business strategies and things to do and all of that. But I think that we have to also think about the fact that strategies don't really work unless we're good on the inside, unless we feel good about ourselves and about the people we associate with and about the magic that we do in this industry. Whether you're a hairdresser working behind the chair, working with your guests, or whether you're a trainer working with your fellow professionals, helping them uh, grow and develop their skills. We all need to realize the power that we have to change people, to affect and influence our community. So I wanted you to just kind of share with us, you know, how would you uh, share with someone how to maximize their 2023? Because as we start, we need to begin now so that we have a wonderful celebration at the end of the year. You're absolutely right. And uh, and I'm so excited because this is what I do and have done, not only in this industry, but others, as you know. And I, I simply love it. And if I had to pick a phrase, my phrase would be falling in love. I hear people often start off the conversation, well, you know, this is the worst time in the beauty industry. Well, you could say that's the worst time for garbage collection or the worst time to be a dentist. People have bad breath, you know. I'm saying <laughs> I don't understand that kind of thinking. Right. If this is the worst time, I'd start to back out, right? And I remember oh, what a wonderful experience it was knowing you and working with you, seeing you on stage, seeing you perform, and now hearing you live, you know, on your cast, I just think it's so great. I remember meeting you one time in, in the airport in Denver, Colorado, and just giving you the biggest hug and going, oh, my gosh. And that reminded me right then, Dennis, about falling in love, that when I started in the beauty industry, I'd get on stage and I'd be up there in front of 2,000 people and I'd say, okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to give your neighbor a big hug. And they would sort of stare at me and go still. <laughs> like they'd been shot. And I went, oh, my gosh. So finally, uh, Jim Henson of, of the Muppets was one of my friends. And he had introduced me to Grover. 
and gave me a Grover Muppet that I could take on the road with me. Well, what I would do is I'd give Grover a big hug on stage, as you remember. Wow, and then yes. I'd throw him out the audience and I'd throw him and I'd hope the guy would get him. And I'd say to that guy, you hug that Muppet right now and then pass him on. Everybody in this room needs to hug. It took almost three years for us to get to the point where the people in the audience went, oh, good, here it comes. We're going to hug each other. And it's so important. We need right. not to be falling out of love with our profession, particularly those of us that perform or teach. We must be falling in love with what it is we do and the people that we're going to meet. It makes all the difference in the world. Someone uh, said to me one time, you know, tell me one thing. I said, well, one thing is a lot of things if you know and understand what that one thing is. I said, well, no, I, I see you on stage and you get up and then people appreciate what you do and they stand up and clap and all that and you build companies. You Tell us one thing. And my one thing, Dennis, my wonderful, beloved friend would be language is the diet of success. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Good for you because it's, and I probably learned this from watching you as a trainer, but it's so important for us to realize that what we say is what we become. And I have been backstage with uh, professionals in our beauty industry who, um, who would be talking poorly about a competitor or talking poorly about a product or what happened in the world. And then they go on stage and say, oh, my gosh, the world is great. Isn't it wonderful? How do you like my suit? The answer is you got to be 100 percent talking about what you believe yes. and what you want in your ear from the guru. So language is the diet of success. What we say is what we become. You know, Doug, I heard someone say one time that words can damage the soul, that we have to be careful about the words that we use. And and when we are always negative, it's like that negative recording going on in our brain and eventually we'll become what we say. I hate my life. The life is terrible. Instead of saying, wait a minute, if I inject positivity into my brain, then I will be more positive about what life offers and about the people that I work with and all the people around me. Well, you're so right. And I've heard you say the word over and over again in the years that I've known you, attitude, it's just, just really important. I remember once when I was a director for the Hard Rock brand down in Florida uh, for the international division of all the Hard Rock stores and all, it was just a wonderful experience. And one day the president of Hard Rock um, International called me and asked me, I'd come up to a board meeting. Well, I'm not a board member with them, but I came <laughs> up out of my office downstairs in the guitar building and I went up to the meeting and I listened to him talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And finally he said, well, you know, Doug Cox, you haven't said anything. You're being quiet like you usually do. And then all of a sudden you say something important. And I said, well, if I understand it correctly, Jim, this meeting is because people downstairs in our properties don't come to us when they have a problem. They don't come upstairs to see us. They gossip among themselves instead of coming directly to the top and saying, hey, I need your help. I'm displeased with this or I'm not good with my performance. So he said, yeah, that's that's the whole point of this thing. And I said, well, 
then Jim, let me just share with you something. I'm a rodeo cowboy and I've been a rodeo cowboy all my life. And I've met almost all of the world's champion rodeo riders, both men and women. And do you know that I've met so many of them and yet not a one of them who was tough was mean. <laughs> and he looked at me and he looked around at a couple of his executives who knew damn well that's who I was talking about. And he said, oh my gosh, you've hit it on the head again. I said, Jim, you can't think mean thoughts and expect people to come to you to embrace your thoughts, your ideas, your teaching, your training. So we live in a world where people pretend to be tough, but the fact is, Tough is a marvelous thing, and it never embraces being mean. We need to care about others. Now, I remember once um, Dennis, I was invited to speak down at in, in Disneyland, and it was the great opportunity. It was a group of um, audiovisual educators like us from uh -huh. all over the country, and there were about 1,200 people there, and there were some interesting people. It was the mayor of Beverly Hills who had asked me to come and speak and the title I was given was how to uh, influence kids and, you know, get them interested in what it was we were doing. So right. the other speakers came on. Elvis's publicist was on the panel and a couple of other great guys and gals. And so finally it came my turn. And I looked out at this audience of 1,200 educators and I said, I'm honored to be here. Uh, I value education very much and I'm proud to be a part of your meeting. What I want to know is, what is the meaning of the word educare? Well, teachers don't like to be taught, as you and I know. And that audience <laughs> got so quiet and grumpy, and they were mumbling and looking and going, you can't, you can't quiz me. I'm a teacher. And I said, no, I, I want to know what is the meaning of the term educare? And finally, one young man got a little crusty and got up and said, that's a ridiculous question in a room like this. Educare means to teach. And I said, eh. <laughs> Wrong. the word educare means to lead out. Yes. And when you do that, you find that the people in your audience, be they students, children, great-grandchildren, friends, enemies, people of other ethnicities, they come to you and say, I, I get that. I get that. You bet. Right. And I said, it is so important that we realize that our job is to lead out. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, it means language. What do I say? You say, well, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to tell them. I've learned a lot. I learned from Dennis. So I'm going to go tell them. The moment you say those words, you're in deep trouble. You're not right. going to go tell them anything. People want to find their way. They want to be inspired to do what they do. And educare means that we who teach must lead out. And I think of the tributes for our friend Barbara Walters that we're seeing today. Yes. And the one thing she said over and over and over again, and all of her friends from all over the world said, she was the best prepared professional I ever met. And all the way down the hall after she stepped out of the elevator, she was preparing. She was not saying, wait till I tell Menachem Begin what I'm going to tell him. She was saying, what can I learn? Right. And it was that spirit, Dennis, that caused people to say, I, 
I, I'm going to answer this woman. I've never answered this for anybody, but I'm, I'm going to answer this woman. And that's the kind of response we're hoping from, from our. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And uh, again, that I think that's very important what you said, because uh, understanding there is a difference between telling people and leading people and inspiring people. You know, if you if you use the right language, and it's how you say it a lot of times, I think we as human beings sometimes don't understand. It's how we frame the words or the phrase that we say, not necessarily the words. Sometimes we want to say something to someone and we miss we misframe it. We don't frame it properly, and it comes out wrong. It's misinterpreted. And yes. So we have to think about what we're going to say. And especially like for the trainers who are listening to this, that's why I, I, I'm I, so insistent that they write a script for what they're going to say. And the reason they, and sometimes they go, well, I don't like that. I'm, a, I'm an impromptu person. I love to be spontaneous. And I go, wait a minute. Name me one person that is spontaneous that didn't come from a script in the beginning. They go, well, what do you mean? I said, well, let's take somebody like Robin Williams. Everyone used to comment how spontaneous he was, Doug. But the reality is, is that he just went from one script to another script to another script to another script because he he had said things in other places and he was able to pull that information and it made him seem spontaneous. And so we need to think about that as a trainer like write down what you think you're going to say. You don't say it verbatim, but at least give yourself a, an idea of what you're going to talk about. And that way you seem organized and you don't end up using words that are going to hurt people. Wonderful. Well said. And there's no question about it. I am sitting in an audience here in Las Vegas and somebody came over and said, would you, would you get up and, and give uh, the blessing? He said, everybody, all the faith love you, and you get up and you always encompass us all. So would you give, give a blessing? And I said, well, sure. And I took my napkin, cocktail napkin, and I started writing. And after the blessing was over and the meeting was over, somebody came over and said, what the heck did you write down on that blessing? That, that was a really good blessing that you gave, and we were all pleased, and we all said amen, and you did great. What was that you wrote down? I said, I wrote down four words and the words were why question mark, what question mark, proof question mark. And the last word was review. Why, what proof and review. And I had done this so many years ago when you and I first met thinking, what do I want to talk to? I want to talk to the heart of right. the audience and i want to speak also to their mind so what does their mind think their mind thinks why should i listen to you <laughs> this old gray-haired bearded guy who wants to listen to him okay then i must answer that question before i go on any further in my class right. the word what is what are we going to talk about here well, I opened that blessing that particular night by saying in a world of so many faiths and a profession of so many faiths where we come together and support each other and hold hands and believe and enjoy the belief in the others, 
that's what I'm going to talk about here in my little blessing. Well, that was what? Proof was something I learned early on. And then I heard it over and over again from you when it comes to science. And that was, you need to be able to prove that what you have said works, is efficacious, is true. And if you can't, don't go on stage. Right. And it's so fun to do that. And it would have eliminated a lot of you know, the weakness of what we do. Why, what proof? And the last word is, of course, review, which I probably learned this one from you, is after you've said it all, people weren't listening. you got to go back and tell them what you told them. You do. <laughs> Old U.S. Army stuff, but it's really true. First of all, my gratitude for you finding me and Facebook or however you did and saying, hey, old friend, let's get together and do this. I love this. <laughs> I have met many people that today, unless they get $10,000 for it, they're not about to do it. I cannot tell you how honored I am to be on this platform with you, which happens to be an electronic platform. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. And I think that if you and I would train our trainers to focus on Q-O-C-E, and those letters stand for the quality of the client's experience. We say, oh, we have the best product line in the world. Oh, I'm the hottest. Wait, wait you see me flip my shears. I'm the best that ever was. Oh, man, look at my sequin dress. Oh, baby, I'm. The fact is, we are trying to develop an industry in which the quality of the client's experience makes them fall in love with us and our profession and their next appointment. Wow, that is so true. And that's one thing we always try to get people to understand. It's about the experience today. If, yep. if clients feel that they have had an exceptional experience, you will have client loyalty. Well, I'm falling in love with your unseen audience because I know they're trainers. And for all of you who hear this broadcast, I want you to know that I look forward to sitting in your audience. I'm the first guy there. I bring a paper and a pencil. The pencil is sharp. I'm ready to take notes, and I'm interested in what you have to say. Well, Doug, I thank you so much for spending time with us today. I'm sure that all of our listeners are going to find your words very inspiring, and I am just uh, elated that I've had the opportunity to share some time with you, my hero who changed my life. You affected my life with the words you used, the experiences that we had together. Uh, you changed my life. And I want to pass that on because I believe that in our industry, those of us who've been here for a while, there's a responsibility that comes with that. And that is hopefully to pass it on to the ones who follow behind us and leave this industry in a better place than it was before we got here. That is our goal at Guru Nation and here at uh, Guru In Your Ear. And I want to thank you for um, taking the time out to spend with me today. Now, I want these folks to know how they can reach you, Doug. So is there any public places where they can contact you? Are you on Facebook, Instagram, anything you want to share? So they might want to reach out to you. I know there's a lot of Redkin people who follow us. So when they hear that you're on this, they'll listen to the broadcast and they'll want to reach out. So sure. absolutely. You bet. Um, yes, I'm on Facebook. So just look in there and write to me if you want. But I, I love email. 
and it's something I can respond to and we can correspond with each other. Uh, that is very simple. I'm Doug Cox, 22, at cox.net. Pretty simple. That football shirt you remember, Dennis, 22. Yes, I do remember yeah, that Doug Cox, shirt. 22, at cox.net. That's me. And you send me an email and I'm going to write back to you. All right. Well, listen, I'll put the challenge out to all of our listeners today. Send Doug an email. Tell him how, what you thought of the broadcast. And, uh, you know, whenever you have questions or anything, reach out to him. He is always providing positive thoughts and things that really make you stop and go, hmm, he's right. Great point. And on Facebook, he's always posting. Periodically, he posts beautiful messages. So if you're not following him on Facebook, please do. So in any case, listen, thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. We invite you to uh, reach out to us on our website, which is www.gurunation.net. You can also follow me on uh, Instagram at RealCaptainColor. It's easy to get to our website uh, using the web address, or if you have a challenge with that, uh, go to my bio on Instagram and click the Linktree link. It'll take you to our link page, and it will take you directly to our website. Or if you see some of our uh, promos on our programs, we always post a QR code. Take a picture of that QR code and uh, it'll take you directly to our website. So thank you all for listening very much. We truly appreciate your support. Until I talk to you again, uh, from my heart to yours, I am Captain Color. I am out. Doug, thank you so much for being with us. We wish you all a great week. Have a great coloring experience. Talk to you all soon. The previous broadcast was a production of Guru Nation, a non-branded educational resource for salon professionals around the world.